blessed Savior, at this hour you are. Blessed Savior, at this hour you are. Upon the cross. Blessed Savior, at this hour, blessed Savior, at this hour, on the cross, stretching out your Well, we have uh, been on a journey, and a journey with Jesus, following him through the wilderness, through the gates of Jerusalem, on into the Garden of Gethsemane, and here on this day we find ourselves at the foot of the cross. This day, it's called Good Friday, and maybe you've asked yourself, why is it called good? Wasn't this the darkest of all days? Wasn't this the day that Jesus was arrested by his own people, forsaken, betrayed by his closest friends? This was the day where Jesus endured the greatest injustice and suffering the world has known. This was the day when two impressive legal systems failed. Both the Roman justice system and even the God-given Jewish system failed. Failed to exonerate the only one amongst us who was truly innocent. The most human loving person to walk the earth. This one they crucified and let the guilty one go. This was the day that the jealousy of the Jews, of certain Jews, won the day. This is the day when Jews and Gentiles found the ultimate scapegoat. The one on whom they could cast all their guilt and rage. This was the day when our own corruption, when our own sin was revealed and magnified. For that injustice that we 
heard and read, that jealousy, that blame shifting, that lust for violence, that's found in some degree in every human heart. There's a painting called The Raising of the Cross by Rembrandt. And it portrays Jesus on the cross and being raised up by a number of people. And one of those people at the foot of the cross is wearing a blue painter's beret. And it's Rembrandt. He put himself in the painting at the foot of the cross amongst the people raising up Christ. He put himself there. And so should we. In effect, what he was saying was, even though I live centuries later, somehow I'm implicated in this, responsible for this. The same sin that put him there is the same sin in my heart and life. And this was no ordinary suffering. Leading up to this, Jesus is in the garden sweating drops of blood, dreading the cup he's gonna have to drink, the coming arrest, the beatings, the torture. But surely what he dreaded most was bearing the sin of the world and the God forsakenness of it all. This was a dark and cruel day. How on earth could it be called good? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> because on this day, we saw the goodness of God like no other day. We might have intended this for evil, but God intended this for good. On this day, God was in fact confronting and judging all that is wrong in us and in the world. On this day, Jesus was bearing and taking away the sin of the world. On this day, God was reconciling the world to himself. We might have intended this day for evil, but God intended it for good. During Lent, we may have become much more aware of our sin. And even more so because of the new situations we, we find ourselves in. We're in close proximity to people for extended periods of time, or maybe we're isolated or exhausted or bored or anxious. And that's when the old sinful self rears its head. So in these kinds of seasons, we're reminded of how great our sin and guilt is. And without a solution, we're tempted to either deny it or be crushed by it. But we don't have to do either one of those because we know the solution, right? Our sin is great, but on this day, we're reminded that the grace of God is greater. On this day, we see how deep the sin of the world is, but more than that, we see how the grace of God went deeper. I love in Pilgrim's progress when Christian comes to that part of the road and there's the wall of salvation on either side. 
And this, this part of the road takes him right to that little hill where there's a cross. And just below it, there's an empty open tomb. And so he's been carrying, of course, this big burden on his back, the burden of a guilty conscience, the burden of all that he has done wrong in his life. But when he gets to this part of the road with great difficulty, he just starts to run. And when he finally gets to the foot of the cross, he stops and looks. And there in the shadow of the cross, his burden rolls off and rolls down the hill all the way into that empty open tomb, never to be seen again. <laughs> and he rises with joy saying, he has given me rest by his sorrow and life by his death. He was amazed at how just looking at the cross relieved him of his burden. And so he looked and he looked again. <laughs> until the springs that were in his head, it says, sent the waters down his cheeks. <laughs> On this day, with tears of joy, we see the goodness of God. We see the relentless love and forgiveness and justice of God, undoing everything that comes between us. That's what he's doing on this day. Removing every obstacle that stands in the way of his good purpose for us, and for all of creation, rolling it into the tomb, never to be seen again. So as we're crucifying our Lord, God was crucifying all that is wrong and was wrong in us and in the world. On Jesus was laid the iniquity of us all in order to give us peace, that we would be forgiven and healed by his wounds we are healed so that we would be with God and he with us. And there's no greater healing than that. It is finished. It is finished. His work is finished. In him, everything that needed to be undone has been undone. In him, every obstacle has been removed. And in the tomb, everything necessary for the forgiveness and healing the righteousness and life of God to come to us has been accomplished. The veil of the Holy of Holies has been torn, making a wide opening for the Holy Spirit to come through and bring us all those things and bring us back home to God. It has been accomplished. It is finished. We've got nothing to add. All that's left for us to do is to hear and believe and receive. To receive our life back, lighter than before. Forgiven, redeemed, with God. To turn away from this, to cut ourselves off from this would be our greatest folly and peril. But to turn to this, to receive from this in faith is our greatest bliss. So let us join Christian on this day and look with him at the cross and look again until every burden rolls away, until we receive everything that Jesus died to give us. And we will see indeed why this is called 
Good Friday. Amen.